This is Roberta Foster, and welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO 91.7 FM, The Word. And today I welcome Oceana Fleiss to Author's Corner. She has written the book Awaiting the Manger, Whispers of Advent in the Old Testament, which is published by Harvest House Publishers. And she'll tell us more about how to find the book at the end of the program. A little bit about Oceana. She has written several books, including her memoir, Love Like There's No Tomorrow, How a Cardiac Arrest Brought My Heart to Life. She has taught the Bible for more than a decade, always delighting in how God's love is shown throughout His Word. Oceana and her husband have four kids and make their home in Washington State. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. So your new book is Awaiting the Manger, Whispers of Advent in the Old Testament. So tell us why Mm -hmm. you decided to focus on the Old Testament in this devotional. Well, it was many years ago um, when I was in my 20s or so. I had been studying the Bible for a while, and I had really loved the Bible, but I kind of got to the point where I felt like, okay, I've heard this all before, and I I think I know everything there is to know about the Bible. And, And then that wasn't very right. I didn't really, there's no way I really knew everything. I was getting a little bored with it even, which is just terrible. And a friend of mine uh, said, hey, I think there might be more to the the Bible than you realize. And she brought me to the passage in Luke after the resurrection, where Jesus is walking um, on the road, they call it the road to Emmaus. And um, he's, you know, he, they don't know it's him, and it's a really fun story. But toward the end, uh, it says this, um, Jesus says, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, Mm -hmm. he, Jesus, interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Mm -hmm. And my friend explained that the beginning with Moses, that's the, the, you know, Genesis, that's the Pentateuch, starting Genesis through Deuteronomy, and the prophets is the rest of the Old Testament. So really, the whole Old Testament is about is about Jesus, and Jesus himself tells us that. And so that really, you know, made me think, wow, I don't really know everything that I know about the Bible. <laughs> and it's kind of put me on this path of just loving the Old Testament especially, and just digging into it and saying, Lord, where are you in this weird story uh-huh. here, or where are you in this story? And as I've done that, and I've taught the Bible to middle schoolers for um, for over 15 years, and uh, I would find little tidbits that were like, oh, this is about Jesus, but it also reminds me of Advent. And so I started writing some devotionals and just some notes to myself. Well, this one seems like it might go with Advent, too, and eventually just kind of became enough to make into a book, and and I had this amazing privilege of of writing it all down in a book, which was just a great joy. So that's kind of how it all started. All right. Well, the word Advent may be new to some people, so what does it mean? Mm. Well, Advent is the time, the four weeks before Christmas, um, Advent is, refers to Jesus coming. His, there's the first Advent, which is when he came at Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, oh, we call Christmas. Um, and then the second Advent, we talk about his second coming. So it was kind of an ancient practice. It's been around for a very long time, since around, they think around 400 A.D. or so. And it was just a time of 
focusing on Jesus during those weeks before Christmas. Mm -hmm. And it started out as looking toward the second Advent while we were waiting for the first Advent. But I think in our time, it's kind of just morphed into a time when we're so busy and everything's so chaotic and we're thinking about gifts and we're, you know, on Amazon and, you know, we're like going to these crazy stores that are full and our, Uh our minds are just spinning with trying to make it perfect for our families. Or, or even sometimes we can be depressed and not have a family, and and we can get focused on that too. Um, but the the time of Advent is a time just set aside. It helps us to, um, it, it really invites us into a rhythm of mm-hmm. focusing on Jesus every day during those weeks before Christmas, getting our mind and our heart where it should be. And I have found it just to be a complete joy. Um, it totally changed my Christmas season from mm-hmm. one of chaos to one of just peace and sitting at Jesus' feet. Wonderful. So one of the things I noticed as I was looking at your book is that your devotions start or are entitled with a character's name. So how did that come about? <laughs> well, the way that names come around, I, I think you play around with them quite a bit, but it, it as I was going through all these stories, I realized that I was really focusing on one particular character from each story. And that kind of just happened naturally. I, I didn't really mean okay. to focus I, on a certain person. I was kind of just going through the stories. But when I realized, like, oh, these are all about one person, um, and, I, and I really love that because all of these people I relate to so much, every single one has a, a sad, broken story or something they needed from God. And I, I related to that so much, so I thought, why not honor them with the chapter titles? It's a very small honor in the scheme of things. But Well, we have a lot more to discuss with Oceana Fleiss about her book, Awaiting the Manger, Whispers of Advent in the Old Testament. It's published by Harvest House, and you're listening to Author's Corner. I'm Roberta Foster. Okay, uh, as you've mentioned, that you were studying more of a character to write your your devotion. Um, the people that who were part of this were ordinary people, just like us, of obviously in earlier days. But was there one that really resonated with you? Well, absolutely, they, they all really resonate. And if you ask me about any of them, I kind of just fall in love with them all over again. Yes, but the one, but the one I really do really love is the story of Leah. So Leah was the the wife of Jacob, who he really wanted to marry Leah's sister Rachel, mm-hmm. and ended up getting Leah instead through some deception that was uh, not very nice <laughs> that happened to Jacob. But here is Leah. She's married to this man, and she's also married to her sister, and she is not the loved one. In fact, the Bible says... Um, that God saw that she was hated. So, but but we see that she loved Jacob, that she wanted him to love her. There's this emptiness inside of her that we all we all can relate to that just deep desire for love. And we see in the fact that she cries out to God and she says, "God, if you would just bring me a child, then my husband will love me." Mm-hmm. Which, even just those words, the the thought of bringing a child in order to be loved, that alone kind of makes you think about 
about Christmas, right? Mm. But also the sadness of that, like, I have to do this thing for my husband to love me. My husband not loving me, that is just so sad and so Mm -hmm. heart-wrenching. And so God was so gracious to her, though. He was so compassionate, and she had a child. And then she cried out again because that one didn't make Jacob love her. And it happened three times where she cried out to God, and and surely this time Mm -hmm. he will love me. And yet he never really does just fall in love with her and give her that love that she's so longing for. And I think we can all relate to that so much. There's so many things in this world that we try to fill that hole up with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can with our own kids, with our families, with our, like, decorating our homes or, you know, success at work or a, a multitude of different addictions. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to fill that up with things that aren't going to work. And that's what she did um, with trying to have babies to make her husband love mm-hmm. her. But then there's this transformation in her, it seems. It, it seems like she comes to the end of her um, of her rope, but she seems like she's just hit rock bottom. And because the fourth child, she names Judah, and Judah means praise. Mm. And after all this has gone on, she says, this time I will praise the Lord. Mm. And just you see that her kind of just surrendering to Jesus and realizing, you know, she always was loved by someone. Mm-hmm. There was always someone who was there mm-hmm. with her and loved her, as, as a husband should. Wow. And that was God himself. And that is our story, too. That's my story, too, that he, he has rescued us. He's come to this earth to save us mm-hmm. and loves us so much, even when we feel like there's no one that loves us. Mm. But it's so exciting, too, because of who Judah was, right? Yes. So Judah was... <laughs> Judah is the fourth-born child. He's not the firstborn, but he ends up being the leader of their tribe. Um, King David comes from his line. Right. Um, it, the whole southern kingdom is named after him. And um, and it, it, when they were exiled, Judah was the only tribe that was return that returned. Hmm. So there's all these great honors that come to this fourth child of a hated wife, which is just like our God. But even more exciting, even more exciting than that is, um, is the Messiah came from the line of Judah. And isn't that just so like our Lord, that the one who was despised and rejected by men, Mm. um, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief would come from Leah's line, Mm -hmm. from, from her son's line. It's just, um, it's just such a great picture of what Christmas is about, is Jesus coming and being with us. Amen. Well, let's tell the listeners a little bit about how the book is constructed. Uh, each reading ends with a devotional prompt. Uh, tell us about these four. Uh, well, there's practice, which is more of like a practical uh, step you can take. Uh, reflect is a question to ask if you're like, you can ask yourself or in a group or with your family. There's a simple prayer to pray, uh, a place where you can read the passage that, that is described in the story. And then a hymn where you can sing together with your family, a Christmas hymn, or you can um, look it up uh, and find out more about it and listen to it, or even just read it because they're so rich. The words in these hymns are so rich. Well, as I looked at the first couple of them, I uh, have to admit I didn't know those songs, and so that's a great (laughs) way. Uh, But 
I think you also provide uh, a way of people finding the song so that they can actually listen to it and learn to sing along. Yeah, I mean, the words are there, and you can always uh, Google the songs, but a lot of them are very familiar yeah. to you. <laughs> right. Okay, so um, many people may not know exactly when Advent starts, so talk to us about that, and then are there any special needs besides your book to begin with the days of Advent? Um, Advent starts December 3rd, actually, this year. My book starts December 1st. So um, you get a little preview, a little head start, mm-hmm. but the, it starts the third, uh, it's four Sundays before Christmas. So the first Sunday of Advent is is December 3rd. And no, you don't need anything. I mean, some people like to have an Advent wreath that you set on the table and you can light the candles, but you absolutely don't need that. Um, you can always just, a friend of mine, she just has a candle that she lights every night as she and her family mm-hmm. read together, but you don't have to have that at all. You can just sit with the book and or your family or by yourself and just read it and focus on Jesus, because really that's all it's about, is just about Jesus. And what do you and your family do as a special tradition of Advent? Well, we do like to sit around on the couch, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I, I think it gets dark so early that it's just so lovely to sit, and, mm-hmm. and we do light a candle. Um, we have an Advent wreath that we've had for many, many years that we we light and just read and we like to sing the hymns together just a simple time um after dinner um just to quiet ourselves before bedtime and Mm -hmm. have our minds on christ um for the night fantastic all right well tell our listeners how they can learn more about your book awaiting the manger whispers of advent in the old testament well, it's available wherever fine books are sold, online or in your local bookstore. And um, you can always visit me on uh, Facebook or Instagram, or my website is Oceana.com. So one more time, the book today is Awaiting the Manger, Whispers of Advent in the Old Testament, written by Oceana Fleiss. And we want to thank Harvest House Publishers for providing a copy of the book for us to talk about today. And Oceana, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Roberta. I really appreciate it. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. And as a reminder, if you missed any part of today's interview or would like to hear it again, you can find it on your favorite podcast platform or you can go through KNEO.org. This is Roberta Foster on the Author's Corner. Join us again next time. Do you have five minutes for God? I'm Pastor Ed Wilson, and I believe there's no better way to begin each morning than spending a little time with Him. That's why every weekday morning I bring you a short devotional broadcast designed just for that. Look up God's Five Minutes wherever you get your podcast to kickstart your spiritual walk for each day. We'll always do it in five minutes or less. Have you talked to God today?